Hey, hey, kids, you're listening to a couple of annoyed grunge boys, and this is the 138th Simpsons podcast. That's right. It's a Simpsons podcast that discusses the beloved animated sitcom, The Simpsons, from seasons 11 and beyond. Why 11 and beyond, you ask? Well, we feel there's plenty of other Simpsons podcasts out there that have discussed those Golden Age episodes. That's one through 10. And we wanted to start in the middle and work our way to the present day, but not in order either. We watch those episodes at random. Oh, and speaking of present day, when we are in that present day, when new episodes air, we review those. But we're not in new episode territory. No, we're just watching episodes at random. I can't ramble on alone. Uh, Sounds like I can, but I'll have to stop eventually. I'm Annoyed Grunt Boy Craig, and with me is... Annoyed Grunt Boy Steve. Hi, Craig. Uh, Steve, welcome to the episode this week. Thank you. It's it's a pleasure to be here. Any Simpsons news out there? Um, I heard that uh, it's a cartoon still. Yes, it is. They have not switched to live action just yet. OJ Simpson is uh, doing okay in other Simpsons news. That should be our, a new segment, the Simpsons <laughs> update. We just, anything related to Simpsons. Mm-hmm. Or not Simpsons, Simpson. Yeah, let's see. We'll Google OJ Simpson, go to news, see if there's anything recent. So inside OJ Simpson's strange claim about Betty White. I, uh, I don't want to hear it. Okay. I don't really want to read all this. How about first look at the new Nike SB Dunk Low Bart Simpson? Oh. There's a Bart Simpson Nike shoe. Wow. I'm amazed that the Simpsons have done cross promotion with Vans, Adidas, and Nike. It's impressive. You haven't? Not yet. I'm still with Reebok and <laughs> Airwalk and uh, BK Knights. BK Knights. Oh, that's a shoe brand. I mean, it was. Yeah. What was the, there was a TV show that it was like a, a kid's game show. And I feel like BK Knights was a, yeah, was a sponsor. It wasn't Legends of the Hidden Temple. It was like something before something that. like that. Yeah. The kids ran through obstacle courses and maybe the video like, game one or I don't know, it was like some dude hosted and some other lady was the ho- like they were co-hosts. Mm-hmm. What was that? Hmm. Hmm. Nostalgia, Steve. I'm sure it's back. When are they going to reboot The Simpsons? I mean, everyone's everything's everything's I know. rebooted. I can't wait for a Simpsons 2.0. They should do that. They, <laughs> like on Disney Plus exclusive. You know how like the Rugrats came back, but it's all the CGI. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, yeah, they'll do Simpsons reboot. Maybe yeah. that'll be the movie. Yeah. Simpsons 2 is just going to be a Simpsons reboot. Chris Pratt will uh, play Homer. <laughs> and because uh, he always has to play something blue, uh, Ben Schwartz will play Marge's hair. Or Millhouse. Oh, yeah. I guess you could do Millhouse. That's <laughs> easier since Millhouse talks and Marge's hair, as far um, as I know, doesn't. Let's say Chloe Grace Moritz is, is Lisa, <laughs> voice of Lisa, right? Sure. Yeah. Timothy Chalamet as Bart Simpson. Oh, God. Yeah. Amy Poehler's Marge. I don't. I could see that. No, no, we've already said it. I, 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 what's her name from uh, Natasha Leone? Natasha Leone, Marge. Oh wait, no, yeah, yeah, that's recast this again. Okay, that that's a, that's a real answer. Yeah, that's good. Uh, Mr. Burns, we played by uh, Danny. De- no, not Danny. De- uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think of who who hasn't been in The Simpsons. Oh, actually, I mean he's been on The Simpsons, but Brian Cox would be. Oh, there you go. A really good Mr. Burns. Guys, we're not talking about live action. We're talking about right. an animated reboot of The Simpsons. Yeah, he could do the voice and he could tell Homer to fuck off. <laughs> oh, it's nice and gritty too, huh? Yeah, this is a dark reboot. Ooh, Mo will be played by hmm. Bradley Cooper. Oh, yeah, I could see that. Put it on his Rocket Raccoon voice. All right. Yeah. <laughs> 
all this talk of reboots makes me want to reboot my liver. <laughs> well, that means it's time for our favorite segment, The Simpsons Beer Corner. All right, Steve, you're going to be very proud of me. All right. I mean, I look forward to this because I have found a beer that will relate to the episode. Nice. Well done. In a million ways or like one. Okay. <laughs> one of the beers we've actually had before on this show, well, brands that we've had on the show, we shared together. Mm-hmm. That was uh, Anchor Brewing. Ah, yes. The, the steam beer on our uh, 130th episode where we reviewed the movie. That's right. Well, didn't really review the movie. We drank the movie. <laughs> you guys know what we're talking about. It's uh, our movie commentary. Yeah. Pop on the movie and listen to us while he watched <laughs> the movie and just hear us get drunk. That's right. That was a present to ourselves. Anyways, <laughs> uh, but the beer is from Anchor Brewery. It's not the steam beer because we've already had that. Yeah. Very tasty beer, by the way. Very good. And here's my other link to it. Steve, Bart doesn't want to eat his broccoli, right? That's right. Steve, if broccoli... Well, I love broccoli, but if I'm Bart and I don't want to eat that broccoli, but I'm Craig mm-hmm. and broccoli to me is a beer. Steve, what kind of beer would I not want to drink because it's my broccoli? Wait, you're what? Bart. <laughs> I'm me. Anchor is where we produce our podcast, but it's also a beer, but it's oh, also broccoli. Because you put Anchor down on a ship. That has nothing to do with the beer flavor. What kind of beer profile do not like me? IPAs. There you go. I don't want to drink my IPAs. No. But you know what? I'm going to get on that relationship. I'm going to set sail, lift up that anchor, and try Anchor's Hazy IPA. Whoa. Yeah, it's a tropical IPA. Interesting. And you could probably figure out the reason why I'm doing this because I bought a Anchor variety <laughs> pack. And uh, I'm going to give this a shot, Steve. I'm going to, I could do this, right? Oh, yeah, you can do this. Uh, let's see what it says here. Crack open some tropical vibes. This is your taste buds all-inclusive ticket to tropical getaway. Fresh aromas of mango and pineapple give away to a refreshing, juicy, crushable flavor. Pack your bags. And this time, don't forget to send a postcard. (laughs) Sorry, I was giggling because it's it's hard for me. The lighting in this room is very dim and it's just Mm -hmm. an orange can with white uh, font. And the the typeface, it's it's so hard for me to read it. I need greeting glasses. So when I saw the capital F (laughs) and the flavor profile, I thought it said fish. (laughs) So I was like, hmm, tropical uh, flavors of fish. <laughs> uh no, it's not. Uh but anyways, it's a it's just an orange can and then with the anchor logo. That's why I don't say it's really kid friendly. It's yeah. it's very festive looking though, but uh here we go. Anchors away. Ooh, good one. Uh smells like an IPA <laughs> or a beer. I don't have a um alcohol content. I'm just gonna assume it's probably either four point seven to maybe five point one. Yeah. I know IBUs on the either, which is, makes me curious because that's what I really want to know. Mm-hmm. You know what? This is actually, this is pretty good. Really interesting. You know, it has a nice, uh, actually has a really nice uh, uh, sweet aftertaste. It starts off as like an IPA would, but you really do kind of get those hints of a fruit. Mm -hmm. You get, I I get that mango and pineapple, Uh, the pineapple. That's what it has the hint of pineapple juice. I think that's good because it kind of cuts down on that bitterness of an IPA. So putting a little bit of the sweet in there makes us help. It's like, it's how you would put like a a lemon or orange slice in a Hefeweizen. Right, right. Um, And in fact, also recommend putting like a a piece of fruit in this too. Hmm, Really, really sweet it up. You know what? I drink this IPA. I'm not ashamed of it. That's great. I'm I'm really uh, proud of you for going off of uh, 
you know, walking the plank as it were and trying something new rather than the normal like dark beers that we normally stick to. That's right. My fridge is full of porters and stouts. I'm like, I need to get something a little bit lighter. <laughs> yeah. All right, Steve, uh, what are you going to be drinking this episode? Well, Craig, I also found a couple of ways to associate my beer. So they hit the high seas and on the high seas, there are waves. Also, on that ship, they talk about relationships, and one of the worst things you can have in a relationship is a lack of communication. And scurvy. <laughs> That's also true, which your IPA with its uh, orange slice would help fight. But I went for the Fort George Waves of Silence Porter. Or actually, it's an Imperial Stout uh, coming in at 9%. Fort George has had a long fascination with stouts. Waves of Silence allows the brewery to explore the darker recesses of the recipe books. What do they hold? The possibilities are fathomless. <laughs> Each wave is a unique experience. So they change the recipe every year. This one was canned in uh, December of last year. And so it doesn't really have a description, but it uh, they give notes of cinnamon sticks, Madagascar vanilla, mm. and cinnamon rolls. Mm. Uh, the can is not kid-friendly. It just looks uh, mm. a lot of purple waves and uh, looks very kind of adult. Mm. You know, it looks like a stout. Uh, not super thick, but a nice dark color with a white head. Look up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's super thick. Ben, <laughs> Carol, Mike, Mike, Ben, Judith Light, Leonardo DiCaprio, the later seasons, Emily Ratajkowski. <laughs> that's Robin thick. <laughs> yeah. Hmm, that's good. Um, It's really nice that even at 9%, it drinks really easily, really smooth, not super syrupy. Like the vanilla notes are really strong, are really nice because it's not like a fake vanilla. It just feels like a very natural hint of vanilla. Um, I really like this one. It's uh, not too fancy. It's a really good, straightforward stout. And I, I'm afraid that I can knock, down, knock back a couple of these. So I recommend it. You recommend we knock back a couple? Yeah, man. All right. Yeah. Hey, we both like our beer. How about that? It's a good thing. We like what we're going to watch. Well, to do that, we're going to have to go way back, all the way back to October 5th, 2014, when our episode first aired. Uh, what was the number one movie in the box office, Craig? It was Gone. Hey, speaking of Emily Ratajkowski, Gone oh, yeah. Girl. Wasn't she in that with uh, yeah, with, with old, Ben uh, Affleck? Yep, and uh, uh, that guy. Ben Affleck. Yeah, Ben Affleck. You know, people give Ben Affleck a lot of crap, and I understand, but he, he's good at what he does. Yeah. He's a competent director. I, I, I think he he got screwed over with the Batman role. Mm -hmm. And if he shows up as Daredevil in the Multiverse of Madness, I won't be surprised. That'd be fun. Yeah. I like how Marvel's going to, you know, acknowledge your crappier sides, right? Mm-hmm. Put it in. Yeah. All right. Steve, did you ever see Gone Girl? I think I did. Yeah. Um. All right. So while we were all going, girl... <laughs> uh, what were we uh, jamming to? Well, the number one song on the Billboard Hot 100 was All About That Bass by Megan Trainer. I think it's bass. Oh, it's not about fishing. Hmm. No, it's about Les Claypool and Flea. Oh, very cool. Yeah, we're not allowed to play the uh, real version. Nope. So uh, let's hear some kids doing it. Cool. I love to hear cool. kids doing it. Because you know I'm all about that bass, about that bass, no trouble. I'm all about that bass, about that bass, no trouble. I'm all about that bass, about that bass, no trouble. I'm all about that bass, about that bass, 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 bass. Yeah, it's pretty clear. I ain't no size two, but I can shake it, shake it like I'm supposed to do. Cause I got those dance moves that all the boys chase. All the right moves in all the right places. So 
it's a kids pop version they're talking about how hot you are like how boys just want to bang yeah so first of all i gotta say that if you didn't tell me that that was a kids pop version i don't know that i would know <laughs> and yeah i'm no size two but that's a line in this yeah, <laughs> that's that's how it started. yeah i'm no size two like you're a kid you <laughs> probably are a size two and that's okay but you know how to get all the boys to move <laughs> i get that it's a fun song but maybe look at the lyrics before you uh just agree to do a kids bop song because it's an ass song it's a song about her ass yeah because right? that ass is where the bass comes from the boobs are where the treble comes from i assume <laughs> i didn't study music but or boobs <laughs> no boobs don't cause trouble they cause trouble hey <laughs> jesus all right uh, i think uh, this ip is getting to me huh i think so all right steve what uh, what's this uh episode all about uh, so we're talking about season 26, season 26, episode two, The Wreck of the Relationship, in which Homer's efforts at parenting go poorly. So Marge schedules him and Bart for a conflict resolution program. And while Marge or while Homer's away, Marge manages his fantasy football league. All right. This sounds like we're in for it. A big episode. I think so. Of two stories, an A story and a B story. As is usually the case. <laughs> yeah. All about those B stories, Steve. No C stories. <laughs> I think there's going to be a C story, Steve. I think there might be. <laughs> it's in the ocean. Right. Yeah. You just now got that? <laughs> yep. Okay. All right, Steve. We're, I think uh, that 9% alcohol has got you. Woo. All right. Um, Steve, I'm going to swab your poop hole. I mean, the poop deck. Swab it's weird how often <laughs> ships have to be mopped. <laughs> Do you have dinner? Com- you have guests coming over? Who cares? <laughs> All right. Well, anyway. maybe a, a, a former Navy officer or crewman can uh, call us in and let us know. Yeah, please do. How many times do you have to mop the deck? Mm-hmm. All right. Um, anyway. <laughs> see, let's take a little nap and then come back and watch this episode. <laughs> that sounds great. We'll be right back. Yeah, my mama, she told me don't worry about the size. we're back today we're talking about the wreck of the relationship the second episode of the 26th season it originally aired on october 5th 2014 it is episode 469 in the show's run your nerd code is sabf17 it was written by jeff westbrook directed by chuck sheets and your showrunner is al jean all right welcome back to the show jeff westbrook we just talked about you yeah Oh, he, he's not on the line, Steve. Oh, he hung up. Yeah. <laughs> After he found out that uh, what we were. Yeah. These we guys. Yeah. Uh, but no, what I meant was probably what? A few podcasts ago, he wrote the road to Cincinnati. And we, we oh, yeah. I feel like that was last week, but it was probably more like four months ago. It was December 9th. So. Oh, yeah. That's not too bad. Yeah. A month and a half ago. Back when Christmas was a thing. Before they canceled it on, on December 26th. Yeah. You know, uh, as of record time, it's the 24th of January, 2022. Mm-hmm. And there's a house that uh, in my neighborhood, they still have their Christmas tree up in the window. I can see it every time wow. I drive to work. Yeah. This is also a house I've probably mentioned before on this podcast that is very sketchy. It's almost like like a fence, you know, like in Red Dead Redemption, like when you go to fence to trade goods. And mm-hmm. I think it's 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 something. I don't know. Yeah, we have a house like that in our neighbor, like a couple doors down too, where they're always like burning wood. Huh. And just every now and then you'll hear people come up to the house and just yell at it. Yeah, and I, I said it before, like, because I, I leave work at five in the morning and they'll see people rummaging through their garage or car hole. Mm-hmm. 
but that's probably what they refer to it as. Yeah. And yeah, it's just sketchy. And I remember one time too, like I had to walk to the bus in an early morning. Yeah, it was probably like six or seven in the probably like six in the morning. And, and I'm walking and like one of the people was just like laid out, like one of the owners, I guess, was just laying out in the on like the sidewalk. Weird. Yeah, like just like probably drunk or I don't know. And they look huh. kind of methy, but it's weird because yeah. I don't live in like a very methy neighborhood. You live kind of in a in a like suburban yeah, like cul-de-sac area. But if they're listeners, hey. Thanks for uh, listening. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Love your house. <laughs> love your sleeping on the sidewalk at six in the morning. <sighs> All right. Well, Steve, if um, I fall asleep in this podcast, it's because uh, it's because you bore me. <laughs> oh, good. Good to hear. It's a horrible thing to say. Yeah. I mean, it, I understand it, but it is incredibly mean to say i'm feeling kind of mean today how about that oh boy let's just get on with these freaky people that we call the simpsons <laughs> weirdo family hey here's a fun thing steve what's that a couch gag that's probably longer than any of the simpsons shorts that are on disney plus right now that's true and i'm gonna say it probably a really good uh, itchy and scratchy cartoon to boot yeah it's fun because you know there's just the traditional simpsons riding through the house to the couch but we see our friendly neighborhood mouse and rat wait <laughs> oh, a cat, cat. No, ma- mouse and cat yeah itchy and scratchy and you know scratchy's the cat because uh cats in the in the words cats in there yeah and uh so they're sitting there and you know uh, itchy's gonna want you know gonna want to kill scratchy that's that's just the way it works right that's, that's the law of nature right but uh homer saves the day yeah that's nice of Homer. Yeah, it's very sweet. Gets rid of Itchy there. And, you know, they kind of just welcome Scratchy into the uh, the family. I, I love like how uh, sweet Scratchy and Maggie are together. Like, Yeah, they're just like, she's, uh, well, it's kind of weird. A cat is like petting, well, not petting, but like holding the <laughs> yeah. baby in the way of like we would hold a cat. Yeah. But it's fun. And then uh, so they just do kind of like some flash forwards to future events there with uh, the Simpsons. So like Homer and Scratchy are, are watching some football together. It looks like they're wearing uh, yeah. Green Bay uh, Packers jerseys there. Big uh, Aaron Rodgers fans. Yeah, well, they're anti-vaxxers. Yeah, of course. Um, shots. Yeah. Oh, by the way, uh, I was so happy to see the Packers lose. Yes. Uh, go Niners. It was Twitter. Yeah. Well, and also I was uh, very uh, here. I'm talking about football. You know, I'm a manly man, Steve. Of course. I watched all the football games this weekend. Well, sort of. No, I actually watched the full game, though. I did watch the uh, Buccaneers Rams game because, you know, F Tom Brady, right? Of course. So I was so happy to see the Rams win. I'm a Rams fan. Yeah. So uh, I'm rooting for the Rams. Nice. They're a good team. I've always uh, in the like, I don't follow football, but when I did, I was a big Niners guy. Well, you you root for the Niners. So so on uh, Sunday, you and I can we'll we'll put on our football outfits. Is that what they're called? Yeah. (laughs) Costumes. The, the football costumes, right? Yeah, yeah. I'll bring over my mitt. You bring over your uh, hockey stick. Sure. I'll uh, wear cleats or skates or whatever skates. we're supposed to yeah, wear. Whatever they were. Um, I'll, I'll wear my blue and yellow Rams uh, um, uniform. Co- oh. co- I'll cosplay. That's it. There you go. And you I'll wear, wear that your... hard uh, football hat that they wear. Yeah. With the red and gold uh, cosplay um, top. Yep. That always puts uh, Mississippi's. It's weird because they always put Mississippi's rank in education right on there 49 <laughs> i'll get a six pack of coors light yum yum we could share some of those mm-hmm. i'll uh, i'll order a small nacho from taco bell and we'll share, share that yes and, and i'll get the uh, skin. a small bag of bugles they're plain yeah that that might be too much yeah that's true and then uh we'll be football men not football boys, but football men. Real men. Football men. There it is. 
Uh, back to the silly cartoon, Steve. Okay. Um, yeah, so you know, watching the football together. Then we get another like flash, flash forward, right? Uh, Scratchy gets he's looking a little too comfortable there. Then we see him; he's he's drunk. Well, he's got like his drunk cat friends over, and they kind of look like a couple there look like Lenny and uh, Carl there. They cat do, friends. yeah, yeah, wearing suspenders there. Uh, but the living room is all in shambles. There's paw prints on the wall, scratched up furniture, beer cans everywhere. Uh, the family's fed, fed up. So uh, Homer leaves and then uh, brings in Itchy to finish what he started. So this is the reason why Itchy skills kills Cratchy. He's a horrible uh, house guest. Yeah. You didn't even mention that he brought over some strange uh, lady cat. Oh, yeah, that's right. He's getting frisky with her. (laughs) Frisky. He was getting Purina Chow with her. (laughs) He was Purina Chowing her. There we go. (laughs) There you go. So, well, there's just a lot going on. Yeah. You know, th- this. so this is why Itchy murder Scratchy. Makes sense. It all it all makes sense. Uh, but here's some fun, like, bit of gross or very violent. <laughs> when you just axing up Scratchy there, there's a bunch of blood splattered on the screen where, you know, does the created by Matt Granny part. Yeah. Like the sound effects there. That was a fun one. Yeah, it was a great episode. <laughs> yeah, all right. Do you want to take a break and talk about it? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Let's review it. <laughs> What was your what would you get uh, branded from that? I think I'm going to get uh, the cat friends like Lenny Carl. Oh, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, the big guy. I think I'm going to get uh, an animated uh, T-shirt of blood spat blattering on <laughs> Matt Groening's name. It's very nice. Yeah. What was your favorite joke from the episode? Um, I liked it when uh, Itchy killed, killed Scratchy. I think that was my favorite, too. I think the MVJ is going for Itchy for me. Yeah, I think so. It was a small performance, but he really shown. All right. Let's find out what we're watching right now. OK. Uh, so our episode begins, as it often does, with a man attempting to uh, skateboard down a rail. But he slips and he hits his groin on the rail, then falls to the ground. And then his skateboard, which has flown up in the air, lands on his crotch. Hmm. And the man aches in agony when a second skateboard once again falls on his groin. And just then, a, an ambulance pulls up and drives over his testicles. <laughs> Uh, the camera pans out to uh, show that Bart and Milhouse are watching the video Fatal Nard Crush on MyTube. Well, it wasn't easy, but we managed to watch every testicle fail video on the internet. Now to leave a great comment. L-O-L. That's gotta hurt. Oh, I guess there's nothing left to do but go outside and play. Wait, a sponsored link! Oh, a trailer for Project After Party, the long-awaited sequel to Project Party. Oh, that's a Red Band trailer. We're not old enough to see that. Sure we are. I just have to enter my birthday, January 1st, 1900. No movie so dirty the oldest man in the world can't see it. Well, they did everything they could to stop us, but we hacked through anyway. Gotta love the kid logic of uh, they hacked. <laughs> yeah. Millhouse. They tried everything. Uh, also, that the oldest man in the world could see, like, as you get older, you can see more dirty things. Right. Kid logic, right? Yeah. And also, I'm sure there's some uh, testicle fail videos that they haven't seen online. Like, you know, some cuckold videos or something. Oh, right, right, right. So they're parodying the Project Party, the Project X, which came out in 2012. Not the one with Matthew Broderick and a monkey. But uh, basically, a bunch of kids or three kids uh, throw a big party. And that's the whole movie, I think. I didn't know that. Yeah. Sounds. It, I like feel like it. they're trying to make it into a genre in 20, the early 2010s of kind of like uh, b- 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 
uh super bad and such a like, oh yeah trying yeah. to reinvent like the 80s party movies but put a little heart in them but this one i don't think had the the apatow heart that you know makes them good right yeah and, and i think in our current climate too it's it's kind of rapey right yeah 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 like objectifying women and yeah i guess like hollywood hollywood's done with that for now yeah for now i mean it's it's cyclical but i think that yeah. for now we're trying to be better people right right it was where i was just thinking about this the other day that how our um humor like with movies and tv and just how how kind of hurtful and mean hollywood was to like everybody yeah like jokes in general like now let's just do fat jokes you know yeah whereas like you know i guess i guess they're not funny to some people you know i mean right. i'm realizing that now but like yeah it's true like the lowest common denominator you can make jokes not at an expense i don't know not, not easy hackney jokes right yeah i'm thinking about like the movie shallow Hal, right where jack black dated a plus size uh gwyneth paltrow Right. Who himself wasn't like. Right. You know, he was chubby then, too. But, but I think it was a joke. It's okay I, I never, for a guy to be chubby. I, you know, I never saw that movie. I, I don't know why, but I feel like I, I've seen it like on cable or something. I mean, I've seen like probably like, yeah, it's weird. Well, maybe like flip it through, but I, I don't know. I don't know why I never seen it. I think it's just because it's too. It's like, can you believe a man would date a fat woman? Yeah. <laughs> you think about. Yeah, that's that's not a movie that ages well. No. And there's the famous Revenge of the Sith. Revenge of the Sith. <laughs> <laughs> when when R2D2 catfishes 3PO. Yeah. No, Revenge of the Nerds. Yeah. It, it you know the ends with just like the nerds literally just raping a girl, right? It's funny that you mentioned that because a couple like last week I had a customer. She was a woman probably around our age, and she made reference to that movie positively. And I didn't think about it, and I wasn't trying to shame her, but I was like, really, that movie? It doesn't hold up very well. She's like, she thinks about it for a while. And she's like, oh, yeah, the rape. I'm like, yeah. It's like, I should probably not watch that. And I was like, go watch Gremlins. It's still good. She's like, okay. <laughs> There's certain satire, like Blazing Saddles, I think still holds up. Oh, yeah. And there's so many, so much political incorrectness, <laughs> but that's the whole point of the movie. Right. It's funny that people will use that as like the the movie to be like, oh, we can't make that today. Yeah, because but, Mel Brooks already made it. Right. And we don't, I already saw it. I don't need yeah. to see it again. Yeah. Gene Water is dead. It'd be weird to have it. This corpse just sitting there. I know. Probably a lot of the people in that movie are dead. Everyone's dead except for like Mel Brooks and seriously, I think he's still alive. Yeah. Oh, weird. Is Higgins from Magnum P.I. still alive? Because he was in the movie. Oh, yeah. I feel like he died. Welcome to the I Feel Like They Died podcast. We say <laughs> this like every podcast. Oh, let's do an update here. Who do we lose? Uh, Louis Anderson and uh, mm -hmm. Meatloaf? Yes. But by the time this episode airs, I don't know. Let's say Sarah Palin. She's got mm. COVID. Oh, that's true. She's like that Meatloaf. Is... She's anti-vax, anti-masks. She would do anything for love. Mm. Uh, Higgins died in 2017. There you go. Yeah. Sorry, Higgins. It's also a bummer that when you look at Magnum P.I. on IMDb, the 1980 series is second to the 2018 series. That show's still on? Um, I guess so. Yeah. I mean, people like it, right? I guess. I it's guess. CBS. I think it's just, just stuck on old people's. It's either stuck on CBS or Fox News, right? Yeah, totally. 
And I guess given the, those two options, it's better. Hey, I do watch a CBS show, Steve. Ghosts. Oh, yeah. It's fun. I like it. I've, I've seen an episode. It's fun. Yeah. Um, and I also started watching the UK, the original UK version. How is that's that on, one? That's good, too. It's on HBO Max. Oh, nice. Good to know. All right. All right. Enough of that. Um, yeah. uh, what, what will the kids do? Oh, yeah. Watching videos. That's fun. Yeah. So the trailer shows uh, three dudes passed out on the couch in a pool as the narrator explains that they thought the party was over. Just then, a garish black man shouts out, After party! And a tank drives through a fence. A gigantic bong is lowered by helicopter into the pool. An elderly dominatrix dressed in leather flips off the camera. A luchador wrestler th- uh, throws a man into a kiddie pool full of guacamole. A drunk ch- uh, chimpanzee in a Hawaiian shirt fires a rifle into the air. And then uh, somebody whose name I assume is DJ Keghead, uh, because they are a woman in a keghead, uh, rocks the ones and twos. And a man goes to pour bikini acid onto three buxom bikini-clad women. Um, as their swimsuits begin to melt away, Bart and Milhouse gasp. As much as we're talking about the uh, <laughs> over-sexualization or... Yeah. <laughs> the fact that there's bikini acid, like, that's just... That's that's funny. Yeah. Because it is something so stupid, 80s. It is very ridiculous. Oh, I wonder, does the movie Weird Science probably hold up or not? I mean, not hold up anymore. Oh, I wonder. That's a good question because I feel like that was a very horny movie. Yeah, very. But they make a... Because they can't get laid. Yeah. So they make a lady. Right. Huh. And a bunch of the Hughes stuff like uh, like Pretty and Ping, that probably doesn't hold up, right? No. All right. End up holding up. Yeah. Fun fact about that clip, though. Mm. Um, back when Simpsons World streaming service was a thing, this was the only episode that got a TV MA rating because that elderly dominatrix uh, was flipping the bird and they didn't censor it. So it was considered naughty. Mm-hmm. But now that it's on uh, Disney Plus, the mouse will not have uh, the flip finger flip. So uh, it's back to TV 14. Oh, wow. Yeah. So we can't see fingers flipping off. Yep. That's in fact why the Simpsons only have three fingers. <laughs> they planned it all along by Disney so that when they eventually bought them, they can't flip people off. Uh, Homer flips people off in the Simpsons movie. That's true. You know, I was watching, uh, I just had the Avengers Endgame on the, uh, just on the TBS was on just in the background. And there's a scene where Chris Pratt flips off um, Thanos. They don't censor that. Yeah. I don't think you need to. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it used to in the old days. Yeah. Like asshole. You can say asshole now, I think. Yeah. But like, you watch like Ferris Bueller on like a Sunday afternoon on <laughs> TV. It's like, pardon my French, but you're an apple. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know if it was Apple, but it was probably. That sounds like, yeah. Sometimes the censored versions are the best. Do you remember when Pulp Fiction? Oh, God. Like, like we had the VHS as a Pulp Fiction and probably watched it like every weekend. But then yeah. when you found out like it was going to be aired on broadcast TV, Pulp mm-hmm. Fiction, we sat to watch it just to see the. <laughs> The edits. Yeah, and it was like a 22-minute movie, too. Right. And then, like, I think Kevin Smith, like, Mallrats was on TV, and I think he even made a whole thing about it. I don't know. Oh, Private Parts. That was it. Oh, yeah. So when Private Parts... I think the Mallrats thing, too, Kevin Smith did something. But I remember when Private Parts was aired on TV, Howard Stern, like, did, like, additional, like, footage. I remember him, like, walking out, like, on a, like onto, the, onto the movies, like, okay, there's supposed to be, like, naked ladies here, and they have to bleep it out. But, like, he, like, did kind of, like, a weird commentate, Terry, throughout mm-hmm. the movie. 
you don't really see i mean that's kind of interesting yeah huh hmm. sensored versions well you know they did that kind of recently with the second deadpool movie they did a pg-13 right version, an R version. Edited, yeah where they edited a fred savage and told the story and yeah that's kind of fun they should do that with every single movie <laughs> that's right make it kid friendly showgirls schindler's list yeah the classics just one one like one scene of a girl dancing around in red that's it for both movies yeah so homer is walking by and he sees the boys are watching right at that scene where the breasts are exposed <gasps> homer goes brief nudity and then he uh closes the laptop and then he puts it in a case and places uh velcro straps over the computer unplugs and wraps the charging cord and places the cord into the mesh pocket and then shuts the laptop case he zips it up and uh, throws it out the window <laughs> so homer mentions that he's installed parental blocking software on all the computers in the house but bart doesn't know what good they do and then we get a cutaway to marge uh wanting to know um how to book her mammogram appointment but then um uh, it's on uh, healthsearch.com steve which is a real website nice uh, but the website is blocked by Perf Hunter web filter. <laughs> so Mel exits through Bart's bedroom window, and Homer gives the son a lecture uh, about following orders. I told you to clean your room, and instead you're watching chest videos. Look at all those bowls of half-eaten cereal. The cereal on the bottom gets soggy. I know how cereal works. Now clean your room. Why should I? It's just going to get dirty again. I'm in charge. You do what I say. I'll get to it when I get to it. That better not mean what it means when I say it. Don't! That boy has no respect for my authority. Maybe you two are more similar than you'd like to admit. We're not similar. I love being told what to do by someone who's wise in the ways of the world. Love it! Here's what I would do. In the middle of the night, clean Bart's room for him. Then in the morning, thank him for cleaning his room. You poor woman. Dealing with Bart has turned your mind to ketchup water. You rest. I'll be the boy's father now. I'm I'm on Homer's side in this episode, by the way. You're but, sure. Uh, you know, also Bart not finishes his cereal because it's just too soggy. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, it's a cereal. It really is. Also, they have a lot of bowls in the house that aren't. I know. Geez. I have like seven. Used to be eight, but one broke. That'll happen. Yeah, yeah, we have, I think, five. So probably one or three broke. Right. I got to say, though, Marge's technique oh. would be a kind of a weird mind fuck. They cleaned the room and then Bart wakes up and it's all clean. And then they thanked him. Like, did he do it in his sleep? Or would he just feel guilty about it? Like it's Maybe kind of Lisa a... did it. Or... Mm-hmm. But I think it's just funny the fact that like Marge just does everything. And yeah. She thinks that's normal. I think that's what we're getting at, right? Yeah. I think her psychology isn't so deep, but I think if you were to do it, you could like mess with them. Are you saying we should just have kids so we can mess with them now? Yeah. I don't <laughs> I... need my own kids to mess with them. Oh. <laughs> some kids to mess with. Mm, that's not bad. <laughs> <laughs> also, I like how Homer refers to the videos as chest videos. Yeah. Watching some chest videos. Like my mom used to call it prono. <laughs> prono. Homer's uh, last line there of uh, he'll be the boy's father. That's great. Mm-hmm. Fun clip there, Steve. Yeah, good times. I like Homer taking, finally being a parent. He, he was a parent last episode. It's true. And it feels huh. like this is a kind of a football episode. And we had one of those like three weeks ago. So it all yeah. connects. Also, uh, Nelson getting his ass kicked later on. Sorry. Uh, so at the dinner table, Bart announces that he's done with his meal, pushing away a plate with a full portion of broccoli. Marge tells Bart that, uh, he'd, that she'd like him to eat more broccoli, but Bart's just not feeling it. Homer presses his son to eat his vegetables, but Bart wants to know why he has to. Homer wants him to grow up big and strong, like uh, Randy Quaid. Yeah. 
Randy Quaid, he's very healthy. Uh, this is definitely during the time <laughs> that Randy Quaid uh, went bonkers. Yeah. And still bonkers. How has COVID not got him yet? <laughs> I know, it's wild. Although maybe he's such a shut-in that uh, right. he hasn't t- has spoken to anybody in eight years. Hmm. All right, well... So instead of broccoli, Bart chooses to uh, drink another glass of milk. But as Homer puts it, milk is for babies and old guys who can't sleep at night because of what they did in the war. (laughs) I'll agree with Homer on that one, too. Sure. Milk is gross. It's weird when, like, adult people just drink a glass of milk. Right. Um, So then Lisa butts in like she always does. (laughs) No, but she wants to ease the tension there, Steve. Yeah. So she offers just to eat the broccoli and in a fun, I hope this is a callback. Homer tells Lisa to eat a sundae. And then he tells Marge to make Lisa the Sunday. And I love like Marge is like, okay, <laughs> like, you know, because her Sunday sucked, but she's so excited that someone actually ordered one. right? Yeah. And I like that Lisa, you know, she's she eats it, but she's not really excited about it. <laughs> I know, she's I mean, she would want, you know, honestly, I'd rather have the bro- broccoli over the Sunday, too. Yeah. I mean, broccoli is good. I fucking love broccoli. Steam it, fry mm-hmm. it. Cook it in a pan, sprinkle some cheese on top of it until the cheese gets crispy. Fuck, I don't care. Real good. Give it to me. Give it to me good. Yeah. I I don't even need anything on it, Steve. It's just raw dog, that that Brock. Right. Well, I don't really want the raw broccoli. I know people raw broccoli with like dip, you know, dips like Mm -hmm. ranch and shit like that, which is fine. But I think if you have like a a plate of uh, veggies Mm -hmm. for dipping, you got to blanch the broccoli for a couple minutes. At least. I agree. Yeah. Just give it a little tender. Because sometimes it'll, it you know might be a little too bitter. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Just yeah, just a few minutes. Two minutes. Yeah, blanch that. Just give it a nice and softens it up, but not too soft. Obviously. Mm-hmm. And that's all I'm saying. I, yeah. Cauliflower is fine, I think, as in its form. Yeah, I would. Bean. I think that of a platter, I'm gonna go carrots first, right? Then celery, then broccoli, then cauliflower. I go with here, here's my well, how I would like it. I would like just like the carrots, the celery, the the uh, cucumber. Oh, cucumbers good. And a broccoli. I don't really care for cauliflower. I'll eat a cauliflower wing because it's like you know deep fried. Yeah, I like them cooked. I don't really like raw cauliflower. Exactly. That's what I'm yeah. trying to get at. Yeah, yeah. But I think it is a little easier to eat over raw broccoli. True. But I'm going to eat the broccoli no matter what because I don't like mm-hmm. cauliflower. No. Anyways. Uh, so Homer then tells Bart uh, he can't leave the table until he eats his broccoli. And Bart counters that Homer can't outsit him. But uh, the sit is on. Because it's Bart's little skinny butt there on the hard wooden chair versus Homer's gigantic ass. El Gordo. Ooh. And then we get like a let the great broccoli sit in begin title card come through. Yep. And so for hours, the two Simpsons men face off Homer telling Bart to eat his broccoli. And each time Bart replies, no. At hour seven, the father and son wake from the nap at the kitchen table and continue their game of will. At hour 17, Homer and Bart sleepily face each other. Marge can't believe they've been uh, doing this all night. And Lisa assumes that they'll quit soon because they wouldn't waste Saturday on all this nonsense. Just then, Lenny calls to let Homer know that their fantasy football draft is about to start. Uh, Homer is eager to pick a good team. Last year, he lost and had to stand on a street corner. Is underpants with the sign says, I suck at fantasy football and had to write, I drafted Tebow on his <laughs> chest, despite the very fact that Jeebus loves Tebow. Remember, Tebow was supposed to be the big thing, right? Oh, yeah. Everyone was crazy about Tim Tebow. And Homer's right. He loved Jeebus. And then he went to like try to play baseball, right? I think so, yeah. And then nobody I, wanted him. Yeah. All right. Well, Bart uh, sees this is probably a way out, uh, but Homer is willing to take some drastic actions. If you need me, I'll be up in my room eating cereal. Half a bowl of cereal. Marge, I want you, my wife, to draft my fantasy football team. 
<gasps> I, I don't really know that much about th My team name is somewhere over the Dwaynebow, and my password is Annoyed Grunt. Draft with God, honey. Eat your broccoli. Martin's been secretly taking self-defense courses, and now he's beating up Nelson. His fat fists are a blur. I've never seen moves like that. And never will again. Sounds like quite a match. And here's your ticket to a front row seat. No, no, I'll never eat those filthy mini trees. Today, I wear the vest. Ha, ha. Is this the moment we've been waiting for a whole <laughs> podcast, Steve? Let's just get to the the elephant in the room. Yeah. Martin defeating. I think this is. I think this is it. Nelson. Uh, if, by the way, uh, I'll start by saying if this yeah. is the first time you've listened to this podcast, we've had an ongoing theory that in the future Nelson and Martin will become uh, an item, a couple. They'll get married. Right. So I am thinking that this is the scene where Nelson, after he gets his ass pounded by Martin pun intended <laughs> that Nelson sees a different Martin. Yeah. I think he has a little bit of respect and like, he's like, Oh, he's wearing my vest. That's kind of, you know, you know how like it's kind of hot when like your uh, significant other wears your clothing. Yeah. And you know, especially like if they're half naked, like Martin, mm -hmm. he sees that vest. He's like, Oh baby. <laughs> hey, now that's me. I'm Nelson. Is that how Nelson talks? <laughs> Yeah. Oh, like, oh, baby. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. Wow. He said hard, hard. <laughs> He's like, I don't like mom's coworkers at Hooters anymore. It's fun. <sighs> yeah. It's it's good times. And this, uh, I like how happy Martin is too. I mean, yeah, we're going for the uh, nice, uh, a fun joke and not, uh, you know, making it dirty like we always do, but you know, right. it is a good joke. Yeah. Do you have any other insight on this, uh, this big development, Steve? I just uh, think it's, uh, I wonder if Martin, if this was a plan of Martin's all along, like maybe Martin already had feelings for Nelson way back in the uh, Lemon of Troy days. Yeah. When they're on Team Discovery Channel. And this has been festering inside of him and he's just looking for a way in emotionally. And so he took the uh, martial arts classes to maybe get closer to Nelson or maybe defeat him and thereby, you know, getting, you know, making a connection of some sort, even if it's a negative one, so that it'll stay in Nelson's mind. And you know what? I think... I think in the future, Martin is is the uh, the top of the relationship. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, let's not let's stop talking about uh, the two boys, two boys kissing each other oh. when they get older, watching chest videos. There you go. As adults, also we get to hear Homer say our podcast name, sort of. Yeah, annoyed grunt. Yeah. You ever do uh, fantasy football? Nope. I had done it a couple of times for work, and I may have talked about this at, before, but I don't follow football that closely, and I don't really know, but I always get, like, second place, and I piss people off who really care about football, because a lot of times I'll auto-draft, or I'll do whatever trades anybody wants, and I'll just figure it out. I just look at the numbers, and I figure the higher numbers are better, and I hope that nobody's injured, so, yeah. yeah I, I, like, I've won a little bit of money at, like, work fantasy pools, and that's... Uh, it's okay. It's not like all the, the the work you have to do with it. Like every like Thursday or whatever, like setting up your team is a lot of work. Yeah, I probably would like it, but I just don't. I don't like gambling either. So yeah, that's true. Because you're always gambling. That's all yeah. it is. So uh, after missing all that uh, 
interaction between Nelson and Martin. Bart vows that he's never going to eat that broccoli. Uh, Marge steps in to, uh, from the kitchen to let Homer know that she uh, just drafted, that the draft has just ended. And she got Homer five kickers, because <laughs> after all, it's called football after all. Uh, so days pass, as indicated by a broccoli-shaped moon passing over the house twice. Bart and Homer are still at the table. Marge is worried that Homer will be fired, but he's confident that he'll find another job. After all, who wouldn't want to hire a man that won't back down? Uh, he could be a prison warden or a Southern anything. I like uh, Marge's logic of, well, it's called football, so get kickers. Yeah. Speaking of fantasy football, I, the, that joke also reminded me of, uh, do you remember the TV show The League? Oh, yes. Starring a uh, 9-11 survivor, Steve uh, Brzezinski. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Nick Kroll. Jason Manzukis. Uh, Jason Manzukis. Um, Paul Shear. Paul Shear. Who did I say? Oh yeah, Nick Kroll. Uh, he was in it, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, uh, what's the guy's name? The main guy, director boy. Oh yeah, uh, that uh... he's married to the lady on the show too in real mm-hmm. life. Kate Asselton. Mark, du- Mark Duplass. That's right. Yeah, I wasn't sure if it was him or the other one. Anyway, so uh, Jean Lujah. Is that how you pronounce his name? Mm-hmm. He played Taco on the show and every because he was part of the football league and he always picked all the kickers. That was his running joke. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, that was the long way to get to that. <laughs> I like that show. It was fun. It was a good time. Usually these jokes with like Homer saying like a oh, prison warden or this and then of that. It's funny mm-hmm. how it just stops with two like a prison warden or a southern anything. Yeah, I think that's, that's a very funny joke. Yeah, it's very uh, it's a tight joke. All right. Well, so Lisa whispers to Marge that she's got an idea. Um, so she makes two fruit smoothies that look and taste identical to one another uh, the only difference is steve is one of them has the broccoli blended in it uh so bart drinks one of the smoothies maybe getting the broccoli no one knows and no one has to admit defeat so bart and homer both agree to lisa's plan but as bart tries to decide which smoothie to drink he intentionally knocks both of them over and homer demands that bark licks the table clean and they wrestle and homer still <laughs> telling bart to lick it while they're on the floor holding each other wrestling um but marge admits that uh this problem is beyond her power to solve so there's only one thing left to do oh boy uh so it reminds me of that like D alignment chart like bart is like chaotic evil by pushing over the smoothies homer is lawful good by forcing him to eat it and lisa is i don't remember but it seems like if you're a D person that'd be a lot of fun to uh, so, wrestle with boys, what? So, yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> anyway, uh, that plan at least, or that marriage has. Uh, so that night, Bart is fast asleep in his bed. A mysterious man dressed in black puts a bag over Bart's head while another figure grabs him. The same two men try to do the same to Homer, but uh, struggle to pick him up. And they come back with three more guys, and they're still unable to lift Homer. The five guys will a gurney and push Homer onto it. Homer requests that they put the sack over his head because he's trying to sleep. Bart and Homer awake, remove their head sacks, and they find that they're on a ship. A spaceship? Sadly, no. We're on an old-time boat! We've been kidnapped! Not kidnapped! Shanghai'd! My name is Captain Bowditch. Your wife signed you up for a week at sea, where you live like sailors, eat like sailors, and use therapeutic techniques to solve father-son conflicts. Like sailors. Hmm? For there's no better place to solve relationship issues than on the relationship. Relationship. It works two ways. <laughs> Pretty good. <laughs> Pretty good. Hey, lame ass. Thanks to you, we're stuck on a stupid therapy boat. 
I'm the lame ass. The only lame ass on this boat is you and all the other lame asses. I love uh, Homer laughing at the relationship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Works on both two ways. <laughs> Who do you think he is, Larry David? <laughs> Pretty, Pretty good. good. Pretty good. The way that Bart says lame ass. Hey, lame ass. Hey, lame ass. I don't know why it just tickled me. I liked all the lame asses. Yeah. Uh, speaking of lame asses, the other lame asses on the ship are Captain Bowditch, who are, is played by actor, comedian, author, and woodworker Nick Offerman. And we have Apu and one of his sons, Cletus, and his son Gitmo, and Ned with uh, Rod and Todd. <laughs> why Why does Apu have just one of his kids? It's like, the, is the that one the, problem child. The one problem child, right. Also, we you know, we talk about uh, aging and continuity on this show. Obviously, it doesn't matter, but like, right, <laughs> the babies should still be babies. Why is one of, one of them is like kids, four, like, yeah, or whatever? Yeah, <laughs> ostensibly the same age as Todd. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, what are the ages of Todd and Rod? I mean, because I'm watching the episode. I'm sorry, I was uh, I got punished. Don't worry, but I watched an old episode from oh, the boy. Golden Age, and it's the one where they tell the story of uh, Lisa being born, right? Mm-hmm. And so when they move into the house, the Flanders come in, and Rod and Todd are already like like aged, like to Bart's age, and I thought one of them was like Lisa's age, right? Because Lisa was just born. That is weird. Or are Ron and Todd, are they in this? Because I thought they were like the same ages as Bart and Lisa. Or are they the same age? I assume they're pretty close because I, even though they don't go to school together, like when Bart becomes a Boy Scout, one of them is in the Scouts, I think. Which they, it's funny you mentioned that. Like this episode kind of like in a way is very similar to that episode. Absolutely. Yeah, I think that's why it's on my brain. Right. Well, maybe I'll watch that after this. I mean, if I'm allowed to. You can punish right. me. I'll punish you. Oh, that's fun. Um, and yeah, Cletus with one of his kids. I, I like their little banter in this episode. Yeah. Um, so Bart and Homer throw life jackets on one another, and then Ned wonders if they should do something about it. But uh Captain Bowditch watches and say they are they're do something, they're empathizing. Homer and Bart shove m- mops on each other's face, and <laughs> then we go back home and Marge and Lisa are looking at the uh, relationship website, uh, sure that the boys have made amends. And then just then Marge receives a message from Homer's fantasy league. And it's Lenny telling Homer that his team sucks. <gasps> Lenny used the uck word. Mom, it's trash talk. You know how guys say mean things to their friends the way women say nice things to their enemies? <sighs> Another funny bit is if you don't say the word fuck you say the f word but the fact that right. march takes the end and says the uck word <laughs> but also it has double meaning like uck is kind of similar to ick like gross yeah but i wonder if like if you were to say the p word would she say ussy <laughs> or enus that's well, more technical it's not dirty yeah the rias <laughs> the rias <laughs> that's short for diarrhea yeah i got the rias i got the rias <laughs> <laughs> and Danny DeVito calls him the Pearlmans. What? Doesn't make sense. Real I the, yeah, I just call him the Rons. Uh, um. uh, the messages continue from other members of the Fantasy League, like Carl saying that Homer's uh, quarterback is garbage, and Freak saying that his wide receiver one is at best a wide receiver three. Uh, Sideshow Mel chimes in that your flex sucks with two X's, and Chief Wiggum comments that uh, his RB running back is worse than RB's. And uh, Kim Brockman replies, this just in, you blow. And Mo offers the subtle, <laughs> I'll kill you. I also like that his avatar is just him holding a large knife. I think we know someone's new avatar. Perhaps. The only avatar I want to see is Mo's. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I don't want to see any other avatar. No. 
At least not seven more sequels. No, I don't care about the Navi. All right. Well, Marge doesn't appreciate all this uh, trash talk, Steve. And she's going to do something about it, even if that means that she's got to bring out the big guns. Mm. And those big guns is the big guy upstairs. Mr. Roper? Yeah. <laughs> He's got a lot of guns. <laughs> They're big. And I'll shoot all of you. <laughs> I swear it. Don't fucking piss me off. <laughs> So she's at the church and she prays that Homer's friends will realize that fake computer football is no excuse for uh, the Internet to be mean. Uh, so then she receives like a notification on her phone from Dr. Hibbert saying your team is dying. and I'm pulling the plug. And uh, the good doctor, not that one, uh, sends a second message. It's his uh, trademark chuckle. <laughs> I can't do the voice. It's against the law. No, I just you can't do it. Either. Oh, oh right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Marge can't believe all there's trash talk, even in church. But then she looks around and it's everywhere. Even Reverend Lovejoy is getting on the action. Uh, he's like an eating a Homer's defense to the Shelbyville sinkhole. And so Marge knows what she needs to do. Take out the Wi-Fi. She finds a statue of the Virgin Mary lovingly holding a router. That's great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she runs out of the church, router in hand, and Lisa follows behind her, telling the congregation that her mother is under a lot of stress and her husband's at sea. And uh, <laughs> speaking of sea, let's uh, checking out. Let's check out to see what's happening on that good old ship called Relation. Ahoy, lads and dads! It's never easy to talk about your feelings in front of strangers, so we're going to sing about them. Who wants to sing about their feelings? Who wants to go first and sing about their feelings? I'll go first and sing about my feelings. I'm so happy to be singing. Now, Homer! <laughs> so, Cletus, Gitmo, what brings you fellas to the relationship? My daddy's always overpraising me. Oh, that's great honesty, son. I'm so proud of you. Why won't you let me fail? What about you, Bart? Homer? Homer? Lethargy? Skin spots? Spongy gums? This man's got scurvy. But we've only been at sea one day. When's the last time you had citrus? I had a mimosa at brunch a few years ago. Well, Bart, while your father spends the next few days sucking out of the lemon barrel, you'll drink deep of the hearty grog of empowerment. What does that mean? Mainly climbing. I gotta say the uh, animation of Scurvy Homer is pretty gross looking. It really is. Also a funny joke that's only been a day he's got scurvy. <laughs> and that he had one mimosa a few years ago. Right, that's his fruit. How has he not had a mimosa since then? I know, they're delightful. Oh, we should have a mimosa now. Hmm. Oh, we've got to finish our beer, Steve. But... That's right. Oh, we're going to have a beer and a mimosa. Yes. Mimosa. Beer mimosa. Beer. Mamir. Mamir. Beerosa. All right. Amarosa, the apprentice. Um, so we get a montage, and uh, Homer sucks lemon after lemon, while the rest of the crew works hard to raise the sails. Uh, Bart jumps in his hammock, and Homer hops into the one above him, crushing the young boy. Bart's becoming more and more skilled, and Homer finishes off the uh, barrel of lemons. But Captain Bowditch uh, wills in a whole new barrel of lemons, this one extra sour. Homer tries to tie a sail to the mast, but his pants fall down, and his underpants catch wind, causing the ship to excel. Bart climbs to the top of the sails to get a, a nice view of the vast sea. Dad, look, I did a round turn with two half hitches. You lie! <gasps> Wait a minute. Windswept hair, rugged tan, rough callous tans. You're enjoying this, aren't you? So what if I am? You're my son and you will hate what I hate. Angled parking, lemons, kickstarters by famous guys who already have lots of money, and this boat. 
I'm old enough to choose my own things to hate, and the things I like, and I like being a sailor. Betrayed by my worst enemy. I never would have seen it coming. Why, Bart, that's a perfect halyard cleat. Just like you taught me, Captain. Over, under, over, under, over, under, 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 over, 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 under, over, half hitch. Well, the standard form is under, over, under, over, under, 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 over, over, under, 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 around, over, over, under. Fathers, sons, together we've made a lot of progress on this voyage. I learned it left is called port. I finally got over my seasickness. I enjoy Ned saying I learned left is port. But also, that could have been a Homer joke, too. Yeah. It seems like a dumb person joke. It is a dumb person joke. I do like that Ned would get it, though, because he oh, is left-handed. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, you're right. It is kind of a... No, no, it is funnier because I forgot the left horn. That's why. Oh, joke's funny then. I mean, I said it was funny at first, but I still yeah. like funny. <laughs> That's all he needed to know because... <laughs> yeah, because I wonder what issues Rod and Todd are having. Well, I mean, what issues don't they have? That's true. Yeah. Hmm. So I uh, don't like oh, angle parking or lemons. I actually do like oh, lemons. No, I love lemons. Angle yeah. parking. Yeah, it's not fun. Yeah. No, I, I do like angle parking. Wait, what's the thing I don't like? Parallel parking? Yeah, that sucks. Yeah. No, it does. No, angle parking. Well, never mind. Why are we talking about parking? I don't know. <laughs> All right, so Captain Bowditch goes on to say that uh, one of the seamen rose above the rest. I wonder who that was, Steve. Hmm. It was Bart. Oh. The star of the show. Remember in the 80s or in the 90s, it was called Bart and the Simpsons? <laughs> right. He had the big B on a shirt. Apparently, there was already another one, but it was called The Real Bart and the Simpsons. And <laughs> yeah. They had a monkey for some reason. A monkey. <laughs> Larry Storch was in it. Right. He played Sideshow Larry. He was the animated Storch. Uh, no. So Bart is, of course, awarded the midshipman. I mean, he's given a ribbon and like a fancy pirate type hat, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Bart learns he can give orders to his uh, new crew and Homer's stunned and doesn't want to take orders from his son. But then the Captain Ron Swanson explains that Bart is Homer's superior officer, so he can and will boss Homer around. And Homer wonders what will happen if he refuses. And then we soon learn that uh, he'll be uh, chained up to the ship. So Captain Bowditch regrets that he had to discipline Homer, but at least he won't miss out on the father-son hornpipe dance. And the boys and the men frolic around and Homer declares that he hates the golden age of sail. So I might be dumb because it bothered me at first that the it was called a hornpipe dance and then they had an accordion, no kind of pipe. But then I realized, or I did some research, and I found out that hornpipe is a type of dance. No, oh. so I don't know if that's common knowledge, but I didn't know it. So I mean, that's me learning. We all knew it. No, you just showed your ignorance. You know, um, somewhere in the back of my heart, I knew it too, and now I'm better for it. And we're better for going to the third act, which begins with Cletus blowing on a boatswain's pipe. The, that is a horn, um, announcing that an officer is on deck. Uh, Bart walks the deck and sees the crew hard at work. He then finds Homer, who uh, seems to lack the crewmate's motivation. And then back on dry land, Marge finds the effects of fantasy football to be quite negative. Seaman Homer, you're supposed to be swabbing the deck. Why should I? Just going to get dirty again. I'm in charge. You do what I say. Fine. I'll swab whatever you say. Look, I'm swabbing the deck. I'm swabbing this giant tree that this sail grows out of. Oh, I'm swabbing the top of the ocean. Ooh, swab, swab, swab. What the? Fantasy football has turned every man in this town into a trash-talking monster. Oh, face it. All men live in a sad world of profanity, boob jokes, and tired comedy references. 
Mass Cowbell! There's only one thing that will shut these guys up. You gotta beat one of them at fantasy football. Then that's what I'm gonna do. Game day. As an icy mist rolls from a package of defrosting hamburger meat, desktop gladiator Marge Simpson prepared to lead her husband's team against undefeated trash talker Mo Sislak. I like the role reversal. Now Homer's the stubborn child. Yeah. To Bart's adultness <laughs> extravaganza. Yeah, it's like the tables certainly have turned. Yes, the game's afoot. <laughs> the game's a football game. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, I really liked the uh first of all the cowbell joke and just the fact that men are sad guys who only have sports boob jokes and uh, comedy references. Because I, I have like one of those. And that's pretty much all I have is comedy references. But we were talking sports earlier. That's true. We were. Oh, behave. My wife. Schwing. I <laughs> think I think of his Mike Myers once. <laughs> Sprockets. I'm the love guru. You went too far there. No, you're right. I'm sorry. Yeah. The cowbell reference. <sighs> I do think that uh, there was a time around this time when there's a male personality of just you're killing me smalls was like that's a whole guy it's just he he likes sports and he says that to me when i disappoint him and you're just uh that's so cringy you just said it yeah. About it. yeah it's like a is that from uh, uh the sandlot yeah okay All which right. is a fine movie but i just don't think that you know if you're in your 30s or 40s you should still be talking about it and wearing a shirt from you got a target <laughs> exactly did you notice the Marge is wearing a hat? Was that Tom Landry's hat from uh, You Only Move Twice? Yes. Just a nice touch there. So let's go to uh, Homer's uh, fantasy team. You wrote down all the names. I did. Because everyone wants to know that. Who's the quarterback? <laughs> I feel like we're you're setting me up for a gust uh, <laughs> a bit. Um, it's Buddy Bud, or Bud Buddy Arkansas. And who's running back? We've got Barkevius Smith, <laughs> which is actually a real player named Barkevius something else, like Mondo. Oh. And he was caught with that child porn. Uh, yeah, another running back, Wakanda Demarius. Yes, uh, we'll hear for more about him later. Yeah. Uh, we've got a rare wide receiver called DUI. We got Dumbstuck Violins. I didn't get that, but then my autocorrect tried to fix it to domestic violence. And then I was like, <laughs> oh. Okay. Oh, it's yeah. a domestic violence. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, next, we have wide receiver Sugarfish Zoe. Got tight end Dedrick Tatum the third. Hey, does that can't? So Dedrick Tatum's kid is a football player? Yeah. That's cool. Mm -hmm. um, next, we have for defense, the pale skins. It's okay. I think they're referencing white people, right? Yeah, yeah. And then all the kickers here. <laughs> we got just a guy named Dan Kicker. This is fun. James L. Boots. It's a fun James L. Brooks joke. We have Manny Petty. Leg Olas. YD left. I think it's wide left, like oh, supposed wide. to be like yeah. I'm just now getting that. YD left. And then we have Adam Vinatieri, who was an actual <laughs> kicker for the Patriots. Oh, okay. Considered to be one of the best kickers in the league history with 2,673 points in his career, which spanned from 1995 to 2021. So he just retired last year. 
Uh, then we got uh, running back Dr. Gary Shapiro. And then our final player is a wide receiver who's just CFL player. <laughs> Sees fairly the Canadian Football League. That's right. Uh, but hey, congratulations to Mo, who's won the Pigskin Pal Fantasy League from 2002 to 2013. Impressive. You know, I, I'm proud of him because, you know, he really doesn't have anything, right? No. This is his one thing and he's kicking ass, but he's probably cheating, right? Yeah, probably. But still, it's still impressive. Good job, Mo. Uh, so as the narrator continues in the style of an ESPN football, documentary and i used to love those as a kid not because they were good or i cared about football but they're just so serious about themselves <laughs> that it seemed important when i watched it it felt like watching news but uh, lisa acts as a concerned observer talking head saying that marge did everything for everything from checking entry lists scattering reports and even studying the tapes uh, those tapes in question are episodes of The Real Housewives of Tampa Bay, where Marge witnessed Laquando Demarius getting kicked out of his house for buying his wife the wrong color convertible. That doesn't match my phone. Laquando's mind won't be on the game. And benched. And now to make my big move. Homer's team emailed asking to start five kickers. I was like, okay, it's uh, your funeral. There would be no funeral. High winds, unlocked by the savage power of climate change, allowed Marge's five kickers to launch a long-range campaign of three-point annihilation. An 85-yard field goal? You gotta be kidding me! Refresh, refresh! But no amount of refreshing could alter the facts. Despite a breathtaking ignorance and a powerful dislike of the sport, a rookie housewife had defeated a savvy veteran, proving conclusively that fantasy football is basically just luck. And as you pointed out earlier in the podcast, fantasy football is just luck. That's how you won too. Exactly. <laughs> I think my favorite joke in there is when Lenny's like, it's her funeral. And then the narrator is like, and there would be no funeral. I really enjoy the fun that the announcer is clearly having. Mark Wilmore is doing the voice. Uh, it's a producer, writer, and actor. Um, he was on In Living Color, the PJs. He's been on a lot of things, but uh, I, I just like the the. He's clearly having a good time with that narrator, narrator voice, and I thought he was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was a fun little scene there. Yeah, back on the ocean, Steve, on the relationship ship. It's nighttime, and we see midship Bart uh, looks looking to the moon, and then uh, Captain Bowditch hopes that uh, the relationship is interpersonally fruitful. Uh, Bart's not sure. He finds it hard when his authority isn't respected. So but Bodovich quietly says, Epiphany Ho. <laughs> uh, the captain tells Bart that he sure Homer has learned a lot as well, but soon we'll find out that that might not be the case. I found some booze in another desk bag. Drunk, drunk, drunk on a boat. Yee-yo-yo! <laughs> You don't need booze, Homer. I went to sea because I'm a recovering alcoholic. But out here on the waves, I no longer crave the sweet, warm, soothing flavors of yummy, yummy, rummy. I love this boat with all its pulleys and flappies and everything has a name. You know what, Homer? I've always wanted to eat a parrot. What's the big deal? It's just like a green chicken. Yeah. But fortune did not favor the relationship, as the same winds that lofted Marge's fantasy field goals to victory now sent gales of doom toward this vessel of questionable therapeutic value. 
an offerman with the uh, eating the parrot. Yeah. Just a green chicken. Uh, getting drunk solves everything. That's right. I love that he was like a moral center of the episode until get he got the... one side of liquor and just gets shit faced. So that's the moral of the story is not drink. Uh, not if you're a sea captain. All right. Works for me. I'm not going to be a sea captain anytime <laughs> there soon. There you go. Yeah. Also, Bart's saying, yeah, you. <laughs> What was that? Yo, you. What was that, Bart? What you saying, Bart? Don't have a cow, man. Yeah. Yeah, you. Yo, you. Put that on a t-shirt. Maybe I will. <laughs> All right. But back on the ship. Thunder strikes. Cletus yells that there's a white lightning squall. Wind blows and water splashes onto the ship. Ron, Ron wonders why the ship captain is uh, just juggling. And we then see the now drunk seaman attempting to juggle a telescope, an apple, and a fish. He drops all of the items and then says, sure, you can do it. You just got to count them in first. Apu goes to radio the Coast Guard, but above him, a net of therapy bears swing forth, knocking the radio into the sea. So as the captain looks at the dozens of teddy bears floating in the water, he imagines a headline, nautical news. Hero captain saves therapy bears with a picture of him being awarded a medal of honor. He's about to jump into the icy waters to save the stuffed animals, but the rest of the crew holds him back. He then envisions another nautical news headline. Disgraced captain forced to sell accordion. Bodich founds imaginary newspaper. That's just a fun visual. I love it when like, thinking of the spiraling headlines of the yeah. paper. And the fact that the subheadline <laughs> says that the paper that it's printed on is imaginary is a lot, yep. of, a lot of fun. Uh, so the dangerous events cause Cletus and Gitmo to make peace while Homer and Bart attempt to do the same. Don't stand there gawking like a dying fool. Do something, boy. You criticized me. That's all I ever wanted, Daddy. Honest parenting. Oh. Now I'm the ship's highest ranking officer. It's up to me to get us to shore. Dad, we can make it to harbor if we can just sail around that lighthouse. Are you crazy? We'll never make it. Drop the anchor and wait out the storm. No, we need to sail. I'm dropping the anchor. Can't you just do what I say? You've never done what I say, ever. But Homer, you gotta listen to Bart. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's going to, Steve. No, if only they had a map of uh, all the crusty burgers. <laughs> That's what I was thinking, too, when I was watching this. <laughs> um, but just then, Bart raises his arm, opens his fist, and reveals a spear of broccoli. As Homer gasps, Bart uh, eats the broccoli, swallows it, and then shows his empty mouth to prove that it all went down. Hmm. Bart then asks for some mutual respect. Homer agrees, awaiting orders from Mr. Midshipman. Bart instructs him to put the storm jib and uh, haul in the main sheet. Homer follows his commanding officer's orders. All right, so then Captain Bodish drunkly watches another successful story from the relationship and then sit, slips into a barrel where he continues to sip from his flask. Bart then uh, leads his crew to safety, and as seagulls peck at the uh, therapy bears, Marge asks if the sailing adventure helped them work out their issues. Bart and Homer reply with a hornpipe dance, but it seems that someone feels a little left out. Yar, quite a hornpipe there be, but... Uh... Surely you would never have gone on a sea adventure without your old friend, the sea captain. Yar, that's gonna hurt for a long time. Yar. Ah, poor sea captain. Oh yeah. Didn't get to be in an episode. About the sea. <laughs> I, I thought that joke was pretty good. Yeah, it was fun. All right. Well, you know what's fun is uh, taking a break. Alrighty. I mean, no, taking a break is horrible. I want to keep doing podcasts. 
Sure. Yeah, we love doing podcasts. But as we head into break, let's hear one last song from Captain Bowditch and his crew. We'll be right back. My name is Joseph Bowditch from a seaport known as Mystic. To me! Way, heel away, we'll heel away, Joe. I sail at dawn bound for Cape Horn and counseling holistic. To me! Way, heel away, we'll heel away, Joe. We'll work your conflicts out through sailing's therapeutic powers. Swab, role play, we'll heal away, Joe. The fresh water is limited, so please combine your showers. Gay, we're not gay, so that's okay, Joe. Way, heal away, a boat can cure your problems. Way, heal away, we'll heal away, Joe. There's no email, just raising sales and then trust exercises. To me! Way, heal away, we'll heal away, Joe. No more than one small carry-on, or else the ship capsizes. Way, heal away, we'll heal away, Joe. I got a bad sunburn and I was trapped on by a seagull. Way, heal away, we'll heal away, Joe. I don't see any lifeboats and I don't think that is legal. Way, heal away, we'll heal away, Joe. Way, heal away, for mental health we're sailing. Way, heal away, we'll heal away, Joe. To me! Oh, what a jaunty tune that song was. Indeed. Yeah, we didn't take a break. We wanted to listen to the song and then just stay here. That's right. We were doing a hornpipe dance and listen to that. And now, now, now we're sitting down in front mm-hmm. of the microphones. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let's do our wrap up with the usual. We'll talk about something that maybe from this episode we want to put on a t-shirt or tattoo sure. or, I don't know, uh, slippers. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Slippers are fun. Um, and then we'll find out uh, what jokes we liked. <laughs> you know, visual gags, ha-has, maybe our favorite uh, character in this episode, MBJ. Yeah. And then, and then, then yeah. our final wrap-up. Yes. And then. And then. And then we'll find out what we're watching next week. And then we'll end the podcast. Not forever, yeah. just for. No. And then we'll tuck ourselves in bed and go to, to sleep until next Thursday. Yep. Hock-choo, hock-choo. That's me. <laughs> you sneeze while you sleep. All right, Steve. Uh, let's. Uh, what, what? What from this episode would be great merch? What could they sell at uh, Hot Topic? You know, they didn't. You did mention slippers, and uh, you know, what would make a good pair of slippers. A couple of those therapy bears. Oh, I figured the therapy bear had to come into your choice of merch. Oh yeah, I mean. I feel like it's kind of on brand for me, but I like it. You could do that. You could get like the uh, a shirt with the crest of the relationship with the two hands 
shaking, but it's a little dorky, so I don't want yeah, that. You wouldn't get that. No. I do like the avatar of uh, Mo with the big knife. Thought you might have or wanted that. Uh, it's a close second for me, I think. Is that your final? Yeah, I think the I'm, I think I'm going to go with the bear slippers. All right. I like it. Um, well, I think the obvious tattoo in this, this episode, and if you're a fan of this podcast, I implore you to get this tattoo. <laughs> and this tattoo is going to be Martin with his foot over Nelson oh, yeah. and the vest. That'd be a good tattoo. That's a great tattoo. I think that's that's mine. Very there nice. a, there, I think there was another one, too. Um, well, the, of course, the newspaper headlines that oh, yeah. Captain Bowditch is thinking about would uh, those would be good, like in the enamel pins or maybe even a T-shirt. Yeah. How about scurvy Homer? That's very good. Hmm. But I, I think I'd probably have to stick with my first choice. I think Scurvy Homer would be really cool as like not an action figure, but like those sculptures that are like nine hundred dollars, like really fancy acrylic collectible item. Right. Also kind of looks like uh, Seth Rogan pottery, his face. That's true. It does. <laughs> I was going to do a Seth Rogan laugh, but I don't know where it was going to end up. So I, I, I stopped it before I started it. Probably for the best. <laughs> Oh, and what about the uh, opening with Itchy and Scratchy? Oh, yeah. There's a lot of opportunity there. A lot, lot there. Um, but we'll stick with our, our guns, Steve. No, We're not right. going to flip-flop our choices, right? We're no Jim. <laughs> that guy? I was going to say Jim Carrey. <laughs> We're no Jim Carrey. <laughs> um, John Carrey. John, yeah. Reporting for duty. <laughs> Okay, well, Steve, what about uh, your favorite jokes from this episode? What made you oh, laugh? Who's your, who was your most valuable prankster, jokester? Hmm. I mean, it's tough. I really liked uh, Nick Offerman's performance. I thought he was uh, fun, like playing kind of the straight man and basically the character that he plays on The Great North Now on the Fox Sunday block uh, as a sensitive but tough man. But I like his turn as a... <laughs> or just like every character he plays? Pretty much, yeah. Okay. But I do like his turn as a... Uh, a parody eating alcoholic. That's the t-shirt I want. I wanted to see a <laughs> his character eating a parrot. Yeah. Mmm, tastes like crackers. Uh, <laughs> mm, tastes like Marge's Sundays. That's why everyone hates him because his parrot tastes like a parrot. Oh boy. Yeah. You think Jimmy Buffett fans would like it though? <laughs> Just soak it in his uh margaritaville mix. I think you're good. There you go. I like Marge in this. Um, just her relationship to football was fun. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. Like that is a silly, silly B story plot line. Like it's something that we would have thought of. Right, exactly. But it turned out to be kind of fun. Yeah. And so actually, I think my MBJ, weirdly enough, is going to be the narrator. <laughs> I know it sounds weird, but I just really liked the performance that he did. And uh, Mark Wilmore is, I think, the actor I said. And uh, just the talking about the silliness of football in such a serious way is very funny to me. So I'm going to give it to him. And the fast way they kind of just wrap up Marge's story. I think that worked that that works pretty well. Yeah. You know, a lot of times when they just kind of ended the story, like, and that's it. And right. Like, okay. But it felt more organic. Like it tied up pretty well. And the, gave more thought and for fun, fun scenes there. Yeah. Um, I think you're right. I think Marge, you know, like I said earlier, when she was saying the F word, she says, it awkward. oh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, she gets a good line. And also the beginning, you know, suggesting that Homer cleans Bart's room in the middle. Oh, of yeah. The night. I really enjoyed that. Yeah. We'll give it to Marge in this one. Marge, yeah. Uh, we'll follow up with uh, Itchy and Scratchy. They can share runner up. That's right. Yeah. 
Probably uh, one of my favorite couch gags that we've seen in a while, I gotta say. Yeah, it was great. All right. Well, what do you think of uh, the whole episode, Steve? Well, Craig, it's funny. The Sim- the, yeah, the Simpsons. The fun- funny. Yeah, they're funny. All right. Good review, Steve. Thanks. I'm, I'm done. Uh, throughout <laughs> the week, I like tried to watch this episode a couple of times, and I'd get to the broccoli standoff and find myself like looking at my phone or doing other things. You and know, so the original it- broccoli standoff was in 1971 when they're trying to decide if they should bring Lazenby back. Or hire Roger Moore as James Bond. So good. That's a great joke. I think you made it last week that you were <laughs> probably, similar. but I don't okay. care. It, I, I I feel like it was in your back pocket for the whole episode. So okay. the fact that you got to do it is great. So well done. But I felt like that part dragged on a little bit. But then once they got onto the ship and the B plot kind of set sail of, as you were. It really kind of worked for me, and it is reminiscent of a lot of older episodes. But once again, I'm finding that I really enjoy these smaller episodes where the stakes are just more interpersonal rather than like a big celebrity coming into town, even though there is a big celebrity in this episode, but playing a character. And yeah, I think it was a fun episode. It might not be like top 10 tier, but I think it is a good where where we're at here. Um, Yeah, so I like it. So, yeah, I'm going to say that uh, the emotional stuff is good. I think it was interesting how Lisa pretty much only played a mediator in this episode. Like, she was trying to, like, she offered to eat the broccoli herself. She offered the smoothie. And that's pretty much all we had for her. But that's okay. I, I think it it speaks to her character well. And, you know, the Homer and Bart dynamic has been done in a lot of ways. And I think this way is fun. I like, once again, seeing Homer as being a competent father, even though he's still a dummy. I'm going to say that, you know, uh, they had five kickers on their team. I'm going to give this a solid uh, three out of five kickers. Yeah, this is a fun storyline of Bart and Homer, you know, connecting. And I think it's competent Homer because he's trying, you know, it's not like mm-hmm. one of those episodes where it's Homer's neglecting Bart just because. Yeah. And then Bart, Bart feeling that. But this is, you know, him being the adult and parenting, you know, what he's supposed to do. Yeah. There's a big celebrity, but again, playing a character, I'll be the same character he usually plays. Right. But that's why we like Nick Offerman. We don't want him to be like a bad guy in a movie. You no, know? that'd be really weird. Although it'd be really good. Mm-hmm. It's weird because this episode, in a way, is like, let's say you want to just like binge episodes of The Simpsons. Mm-hmm. This is like a good, like, start watching, like, watch this episode because, like we said, it reminded us of older episodes like Boy Scouts in the Hood, right? Yeah. It makes me want to go and watch that episode. Right. Not that because it's, you know, better, but it just brings back some, like, those fun episodes. And, like, then you're, like, watching that episode. And then you're like, oh, now I want to watch this episode because there's something that just sparks, like, nostalgia as, you know, we were watching this as a kid. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying, though. It, it does, like, it's like when you hear a song on the radio from a band that you like but haven't listened to it in a few years. Then you go back and, like, listen to other songs from them. Like, oh, yeah, that's a really good band. Yeah. Remember the, when when Bart was, like, taunting Skinner with, like, the shrimp? Mm-hmm. And then, I forget what episode that was, but it's one of our early episodes we reviewed. Yeah. And then didn't, like, end with, like, the, like, an Obi-Wan Kenobi lightsaber Star Wars fight or something like that? I just remember, like, the music from yes, Star yes, Wars. Yes, yeah. Anyways, what I'm getting to is, like, the whole broccoli thing of, like, Bart and Homer against the broccoli. Like, I'm glad they didn't do, like, a weird, like, chase around scene like the shrimp thing that's true and and the way that they did end up using the broccoli to tie it all together i think worked really well like having him eat the broccoli on the ship so that he's showing homer that he can obey orders so homer can obey orders as well it's nice yeah and uh how the tables turn like like bart you know being the brat and then homer being the brat Mm -hmm. the bart the bart the bart the But yeah, it's fun. I think uh, I enjoy this episode. There's some fun jaunty music. Mm -hmm. 
it's silly, but in a, in a good way. Yeah. So I think that we both agree that this is a recommended episode. Yeah. If I were to give this a rating, um, you know, they do go on a lot of, uh, or they do go on the boat. And one thing, if you're going to be a seaman, you got to know how to tie some knots, Steve. Sure. You know, some of the sailing knot types, uh, just off the top of my head, like think of, uh, you got the bowline knots, you got the figure eight knots, you got the square reef knot, you got the clove hitch, you got the round turn and two half hitches. Mm-hmm. You got the cleat hitch, you got the rolling hitch. We got the overhand knot. You got the half hitch, the anchor hitch, the sheet bend. Don't forget the seat sheet bend. Oh, you no. like this one, Steve. You got the Steve door knot. Oh, yeah. Love that one. The scaffold knot, the diamond lanyard knot. Mm-hmm. You know, the barrel hitch, the timber hitch, the highwayman's hitch, French bowline, <laughs> the monkey's fist. How about the blood knot? Oh, yeah. The sheep shanks knot. <laughs> the sheep shank <laughs> knot. <laughs> the the double sheet band, the two and a half inches, the handcuff knot, the marlin spike hitch, and thief knot, bunt line hitch. Anyways, you got all those, right? Yeah. I'm going to give this a uh, Steve Dore knot. Very nice. Yeah. Fun episode. Let's continue watching. All right. And uh, so there's new, new episode yet again. So to find out what we're watching next week, we're going to have to bust out that wheel of random. Let's give it a spin to see what season we're in. Boop. We have season 19. Season 19. Alrighty, let's give it a spin to see which episode we are watching. Episode 7. Season 19, episode 7. All right, Steve. Uh, last week I said you're going to have to guess what the, the plot of the episode is. It's titled Husbands and Knives, so you don't have a description. Hmm. So what do you think Husbands and Knives is about? I'm going to say that Homer and who else is a husband? <laughs> Dr. Hibbert. No, not Dr. Hibbert. A poo. Homer and a poo okay. take a cooking class and Homer accidentally chops off uh, a Pooh's pinky finger. I know that he already lost a finger in another episode, but this is Pooh's finger now. And so they have to get it to the hospital. So they put it in a squishy and uh, they drive. And while they drive, they learn how to be better husbands by talking about their emotions. You, Steve, you got everything correct except for one thing. What's that? It's uh, Chief Wiggum, not uh, Pooh. Ah, damn. So close. Uh, but really, Steve, you got it uh, completely wrong. Everything <laughs> about what you said, it makes me uh, more dumberber. Uh, yeah, that tracks. No, uh, so this is what it's about. Um, Marge starts a new women-only gym in Springfield, and Homer frets about losing her after she becomes a highly successful businesswoman. And then we have a B story. A new comic book shop opens up across the street uh, called Coolsville, and it puts comic book guy out of business. Oh, Yes. Steve, do you remember this episode? I kind of do. We get a guest star from uh, Jack Black, which we mentioned earlier. Yeah. And uh, I kind of remember the ladies gym as well. I, I, I kind of remember this episode. What about you, Craig? Yeah, I remember it. Yeah. Written by Mr. Matthew Selman. Oh, yes. Selman. Originally aired November 18th, 2007. Wow. All right, Steve. I will go back in time and watch it. Me too. <laughs> but I'll probably go in the future. Oh, like a couple days, like when I, oh, when yeah, I watch yeah. it. 
Um, all right, Steve. Um, you know what you guys can do is you can go ahead and uh, contact us on social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at 138Simpsons. And you can always email us at 138Simpsons at gmail.com. And if you're so kind, you're your favorite pod catching up and leave us five stars or the equivalent. But you don't have to write a real review. You can just write about your favorite Kalen Cleet and how you like to go over, under, over, under, over, under, 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 over, 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 under, all over, half hitch. Or if you use another method. All right. For this week, I've been annoyed Grunt Boy Craig. And I've been annoyed Grunt Boy Steve. And remember, eat your broccoli. Today, I wear the vest. Annoyed Grunt.